Prey drive would be so strong that the cat wouldn't last long in the house. <laughs> chew toy. Oh, <laughs> so, oh no. I actually know, witnessed we'll a chew toy incident yesterday. No. Are we recording? I probably shouldn't talk about that on the podcast. No. I can cut it. <laughs> okay. My, my daughter was, uh, I coached soccer for her and we were at um, the soccer field and the parents often watch their dogs around the field. And mm-hmm. I was watching them play and off in the distance I saw this dude with this like big black dog and around uh-uh. there is like all the you know feral bunnies like the the european rabbits that everybody just kind of put no. in the grass and i saw this big black dog run up and grab one in its mouth and just like take off the bunny goes limp i was uh, like uh, okay Man. oh yeah well they're all no. playing soccer they didn't even notice he was kind of like oh, on God. the edge of the field like way over there by the trees but i was like oh dang like <laughs> that dog fully took that rabbit out that's a oh, bummer yeah i was at uvic this is a bit of a tangent on bunnies i was at uvic for my uh, second year when they had the like infestation of rabbits. Oh yeah, where mm. they were just like everywhere on campus. And I remember we would just get drunk and chase bunnies because it <laughs> like what else do you do, right? Like it's like a pretty fun activity. Like you're getting exercise, and like we could never catch them. They're so fast. Uh, I actually yeah. have a story about Uvic really quick. Is when I first moved to Victoria, I didn't know how it works. It's such a weird driving system. So there's a giant road circle that goes all the way around and it's a one way um but we were going to pick something up from the marketplace late at night so we were driving and this is before the semester started and we put the google maps on and this is such a classic um office moment where you just follow the gps blindly i don't know if you guys have seen that episode with dwight and no michael maybe no okay uh technology versus humans but yeah we followed the google maps blindly and what we didn't realize is that we were on the bike option so we were quite literally driving through the bike paths at night with my car and i'm like this doesn't feel right i'm doing like a 12 point turn just trying to get to this like path and we only realized because it brought us to a forest at one point with this narrow path and i was like I think we had the bike option. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, that's pretty oh cool. my god! I love that. Oh, that's hilarious. so good. The bikers that you're driving off the road weren't a hint. Oh, there's no one though. Thank <laughs> God, know. it was empty. But no. it was like, oh my gosh, and like driving through like park benches and like pavement and like sitting areas. It felt so yeah. Wow, but such the a GPS said campus. so. So just following it blindly. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. Hmm. Well, here we are. Back again. We made yep. it. We made it. <laughs> One more week. <laughs> Welcome to the Internet Plumber Podcast, everybody, where we hang it on the internet as a service. You can catch us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you like to watch them like I do, you can watch them on YouTube. Uh, we're joined by Caitlin again this week. We're going to do a do-over because I think her audio was a bit weird last week. So we're uh, doing a round two. We got her back. She's back. Yep. And I have wired headphones. So going back yeah. to the OG way of the 2000s. So... I, it's funny way. because the, those headphones actually sound really good. Like for I the really setup. Too. Yeah, technically I'm tethered. But... Oh, <laughs> I'm actually joking that I should just buy or find a free mic that doesn't work and just put it in the bottom right corner of my screen. Just so it looks like I'm a little bit on par with you guys. Today, the illusion. But... Nice. Yeah, the illusion. Like a black mug. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so put funny. a sock on the end of a yeah. stick or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dog's tail. <laughs> that's all this is anyways. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Aren't these called something that is animal related? The little oh, yeah. like... Well, the fuzzy ones, like the dead cat tail or something oh, like dead that. dead cat tail. Or, or dead that's cat, yes. I think. Something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, super dark. Um, Sean, I, I don't know if you're down to tell more of your harrowing tale last week but i feel like maybe an update is 
overdue for some of our listeners who are, might be concerned about your house security? <laughs> oh, I mean, there's really no update. Nothing has um, happened except that we're um, more paranoid than we were before. So mm. now, like, I'll come home during the day and the door is locked, even though my wife and kid are home, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is what we do now. This and, is our vibe. Uh, oh, I have to, like, bring the keys when I go to the garage to get a tool because, like, the garage is locked. So, um, and um, then occasionally I'll get the weird tinglys. You know, when you go outside to take the trash out and it's like oh, pitch dark. I live yeah. in the country, so it's like really dark. And occasionally I'll be like, ooh, spooky, you know? <laughs> but uh, I wasn't really spooked out about it before. I'm okay. It's fine. It's, uh, uh, I assume this is like an annual let's go rummage through the country neighborhood mm. uh, thing, you know? Mm. And uh, that I won't have to worry about it again for a year. And anyways, I uh, charged the batteries for my cameras and I bought the cables to tether them so they d won't run out of battery. That's um, good. So at least I've nice. got like motion lights and cameras uh, now. So next time wow. I'll get to get a view of whoever decides to try it. <laughs> Gavin enter. goes to visit Sean, yeah. pulling up floodlights everywhere. <laughs> Alarms totally. I just wanted to sit in your hot tub. I'm sorry. <laughs> Put the rake down. It's just me. Intruder alert. Yeah. <laughs> alert. Uh, but unhappier uh, on news that I am going to plug my Airbnb here on the podcast. Um, my, my carriage house is almost done. Like I was in there nice. yesterday. I put up a little bookshelf and we put some magazines on it. And nice. um, it looks so tight. We sat once you, on the once couch you have for the a minute. Listing up, we should, we should do it on the podcast for people to visually see it. It yeah. honestly looks like, I don't know, how would you describe it? It's like, I don't want to say hipster because I feel like that's an overused and wrong word, but it's like, it's so well designed, I guess. Honestly, like it has a vibe. I went to this Airbnb in, uh, in yuki a while ago and it was called saltwood and it was like a vibe it was mm -hmm. like i think i've shared that one a few times like mm. it looks like it looks like none of us should be able to afford it it is correct it's very expensive but it's beautiful um i would put it top tier with uh saltwood i really yeah. would wow. yeah no that place it's is really beautiful. next level it's interesting when when you do a project when i do a project um there's all these compromises you make throughout it's like, oh, I can't afford that finish or, um, oh, there's a wall here and it's load bearing and I can't remove it. So how am I going to work around it? You know, <laughs> there's a small problem. Um, Details. Yeah, there's things like that that happen. So then you make these like choices and compromises. And then the end product is not like as you initially imagined, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. My end product yep. is always a little better than I imagine or, or like. It's, oh, it's better. Sorry, no, sorry. The opposite. The oh, I imagine it better. And then ah. I achieve a little less, you know? Um, ah. And so, like, there is the satisfaction of doing and executing a project and finishing something. But, like, at some point, I want to do a build that is from scratch with an architect. Mm. And I can just do all the things I want. Because, like, I've done three renos now, and I've never achieved the vision, if that makes sense. So, mm -hmm. anyways, mm. comparing it to salt, what I feel like... There's like a certain level of design execution that I haven't been able to pull off yet. I think yeah. my Airbnb is nice and like it's, you know, it's um, super nice. but uh, it doesn't have vaulted ceilings. That's, that's the whole problem. <laughs> um, you should do a, you should do project with Seb as a, your construction project manager. That'd be he amazing. Can, yeah. He can source oh. you like some, some great stuff and he's got architects on the phone. To, he's like a great yeah. construction asset. Dial. I was yeah. actually walking by a storefront the other day and I was like, 
you know what? I want to use commercial glass in a residential home. They do it in condos sometimes, mm. but like storefronts are always floor to ceiling glass, you know? Yeah. Um, I was like, why don't I just do that in my living room? Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get into these links. Share time. my screen here. You're gonna have a lot of editing this week. Uh, actually, didn't okay. get a chance to review a ton of the links. I was busy on the weekend with my dad visiting. Well, that's the best. Whoa, sorry, I what I opened happened? the link and it blew my mind. Okay, so this is Already? something from Teenage Engineering called the Grip oh, wait. Car. Oh, Hold I on. love Teenage Engineering. Before we jump into that, I do want to make sure that we talk about Lucy the Lobster because I do think it's important. What? Because nobody knows who she is, or nope. I don't know if I'll just say they, they. Who they are. Who they are. Wait, so, wait. get this. L oh. Are lobsters not? Are People? they asexual? Well, I just don't want to assume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Stop trying uh, to label them, Sean. Oh. <laughs> so the so I guess for Groundhog Hog Day, every region in Canada, first of all, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day is the most like absurdly drunk thing that we do as <laughs> current people but every region has like a different groundhog with a name and it every it apparently they live forever the ones that have names even though i'm sure they die every 25 years and we get a new one um but the uh east coast instead of a specifically nova scotia instead of a groundhog they have a lobster that does no their daylight way. savings and her Lucy name is lucy lobster. can we yeah. see the photo please yeah i want to see hell lucy. yeah you can oh my god she's here <laughs> She's got a it's little got a hat. sailor's hat. Uh, I just to anyone it. who's Isn't not watching the video, it is a literal lobster with a yellow sailor's hat on. <laughs> Isn't that great? And they put She's it from... in like a plaid blanket so it could sit on it, like those little baby photo shoots. Yeah. She's from Barrington, Nova Scotia, or they are from Barrington, Nova Scotia. Uh, oh I don't God. know how she sees her shadow because she's mostly flat. Um, but I think it's really great and it's so Canadian. That More is winter. so funny. I yep. actually would love to talk really quickly about a king, uh, king crab really quick. My friend, um, I love this story. One of my old colleagues went to go buy a king crab from Granville and they had it in a bag. Um, they're obsessed with uh, seafood. Anyways, they're about to take the bus with the bag. And as the bus pulls up, they look down and they realize that the crab had actually gone free and was just standing on the sidewalk like this, <laughs> looking up at it. Like, it's like finding Nemo. Like, this is my chance to run. So finally, he looks at the bus, he looks at the crab, he like didn't know what to do. So he just got on the bus and just <gasps> left the, and left the crab. <laughs> so this giant king crab was like free in Vancouver, just oh. like... Oh my god, oh, that's so, so funny. funny. Man, I guess how do you deal with that? You're like, am I gonna pick this up and like have a live like, crab it. on the bus? He just panicked. Like literally just panicked. And I love the idea of like pulling the bus as a bus drives away. You just look back and the crab's just like, gotcha. Like <laughs> that was I'm probably free. such an expensive mistake too. Oh, yeah. like, king crabs oh, yeah. are like so so, so crazy expensive. crazy. That's a hundred percent the beginning to a Disney movie though. I mean, yeah, definitely you know, going to find his family or, you know, refine himself with a new purpose, you know, new avenues. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver is too warm for him yeah. <laughs> to go north. Hopefully oh, he was man. still close enough to Granville Island that the ocean wasn't a far walk away. I don't uh, think so. I think the water was quite close. So that's why yeah. I have this whole fantasy. He's like living in his dream with his family still. So, yeah, oh, so like they look like spiders. They're crazy. I know. Can you imagine like being one-on-one, -on -one, just like fighting off a crab? Mm -mm, no, thanks. I would have gone on the bus too, so. 
I need yeah. to Google the size of these. I know what a king crab is, but I need to see it at, at like street level. Oh, here I can king look it up. Crab. I oh, just yeah, wanted you, to you drop a little up. factoid at least. Um, the average lifespan of a groundhog is about twelve to fourteen years. Oh. Oh my oh. god. Well, these so are it's... all cooked ones. Can we see a live one? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I guess that guy's holding one. Whoa. Can you imagine whoa. that? Like, that on the side all... of the road? I would not go near that. I'd be like, nope, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> so we had some of this when we went up to Alaska, and I will say it is 10 out of 10 delicious. So Although good. One leg, like one claw leg, was like 95 USD. It was insane. Wow. Oh, wow. He really And we, we were like, Alaska, we're here. We, why not? And then we looked at our like conversion rate at home. We were like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like one hundred and thirty dollars for a leg. That is crazy. Like, wow. like 0.5 of a pound of meat. That reminds me of fairly recently, the team met up in Vancouver to go to that Jason Freed event that Vancouver oh, yeah. Tech Journal put on. And uh, I was like um, chatting in Slack. Hey, where should we go for dinner, team? Like. You guys oh, yeah. want ramen or, and then at the last minute, I'm like, should we get a steak? Like, is there a steak place downtown? What's this black and blue? Let's meet there. So like we meet at black and blue and Gavin and I arrive like five minutes before everyone. The guy sits us, like brings us the menus and we look. And uh, as we're walking in, we're like, this place feels kind of fancy. Like I, I didn't mean to pick a fancy spot. Um, anyway, so he brings us the menus and Gavin's like, oh, okay. No, I mean, it's like. It's comparable, what, like 60 bucks for a steak? I'm like, oh my God, dude, that's per ounce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, fancy steakhouse, 60 bucks, that's about right for Vancouver. And she was like, no, that's per ounce. And we were Whoa. both like, oh God. <laughs> and like, we had this moment where, like, do we just get up and leave? Like, is that the responsible <laughs> thing to do here? Or that's do we just crazy. like ball hard with the team? And there was a few team members that we hadn't met yet either. So I'm like, is this the like precedent I'm establishing? Like this is how <laughs> yes. input rolls, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is a casual weekday dinner at like $60 an ounce steakhouse. So what that. we did just to take the edge off and be cheap is um, uh, we asked for them to like get a few ounces of each steak and like cut them up into little finger foods on a oh, nice. wooden board in the middle of the table. <laughs> so they brought out like an assortment of little finger foods and then we just went hard on appies, like mashed potatoes and shit. That's smart though. <laughs> we did, we did nice. get the full size uh, tomahawk though, which was unreal. And that alone was like probably 500 bucks. Did yeah, they salt stupid, bay it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did? Yeah, the coarse salt on it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really good. And actually, it was kind of special because um, there was one member of the team who was um, had never eaten beef um, oh. due, like, due to growing up overseas or something like that. And I'm just trying to not out this person. But anyways, um, and uh, this was their first experience eating beef. And I was very clear. I was like, you don't have to eat it. Like they have vegetarian yeah, we options, other stuff. But yeah, they were into. You can it. get king they... crab. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, you want to pivot into some other expensive stuff because we got a t yeah. teenage engineering link here that we. I can... want an overpriced cool. toy car. So, um, is it is that what it is? Just a toy car? It's yeah, it's a grid car from teenage engineering. Everything these people do is so cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's so special about it though. Yeah, I think it's just cool. the engineering behind it. Like they're just like making interesting things that other people don't make. It's sort of like their desk design too. That like they have a desk that's like fifteen hundred bucks or something. And it's literally mm. like, you know, four legs in a, in oh, a top. This thing doesn't drive itself. Mm. You have, no, you to, have push to grip it. it. Yeah, it's literally oh. a toy. It's literally a toy. <laughs> oh, 
It's but like not... look at the wheelbase system. Like it, it's yeah, really... it's really cool. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, you yeah, have. If it but, had a remote control, I could be like, okay, I'm kind yeah, of on the yeah. same page. I but... thought it drove. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, man, go to the product page. Check out their desk. <laughs> this is a paperweight. That's expensive. Yeah. So what is Teenage uh, Engineering? It's the first time I'm seeing this. Oh, my this. God, Kaylin. Oh, it's probably my favorite, like, yeah. um, tech. What is it? Tech? Music company. Like, I bought, I've bought that, basically, all of their Gavin music has gear. all their toys except for the grip car. Yeah, and, and I don't these? have this. I don't Soon have the choir. Yeah, you should get these, too. The wow. choir is actually really cool. You can hook it up to oh. your OP1 and have it play like Oh, like the their speakers. Through. Yeah, yeah. But like they play in unison. It sounds so rad. Did I bought so, you one of those little micro boards once for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. The um uh the pocket operators. That, that there you go. Those, are those cool. pocket operators are so synths. fun. Yeah. This still really warms my heart to see so much thought and creativity going into digital products because everything's so cheap nowadays. Even like Apple, like seeing these products is so refreshing. Mm -hmm. I have never seen this freaking little pieces of wood, like little choir people singing to you. That's awesome. Yes. You know, Swedish? This, everything they make is so cool. And they have a Lambo, a Lamborghini Countach in their office, like mm -hmm. an 80 something Lambo. I had a poster of that exact Lamborghini on my wall as a boy. <laughs> um, are they Swedish? Uh, is it Swedish or? Danish or something? Danish? I'm sure or they have Nordic. a remote page. Oh, I thought it was Swedish. Um, I was going to say, Swedish. No. I think it's Swedish. Nordic countries, the they're design right. is always so good. Yeah, um, what they're drinking, but yeah, I want some. When we went to Iceland, I felt the same. I was like, wow, I think I have to dress in all black forever now. Oh, yeah. It's like everyone just looks so cool. <laughs> That's why I always um, wear black. <laughs> oh, uh, this brand. Yeah. What is Graza. this? Graza. So let's so make sure we intro the link when we click on it. Graza.co. Sorry. sorry, I don't mean to. Uh, oh, it's like special <laughs> olive oil. It's special olive oil in a squeeze bottle. So apparently this oh. is, everybody in the States is going like buck wild about this olive oil. Because I don't know, I think it only just started shipping to Canada. But the allure is that it's in a squeeze bottle, which like yeah. makes sense, right? Like that seems more efficient. Um, they're not cheap. They're expensive. But the design on i mean the design and the, on the site in general it's beautiful like very mm -hmm. well done now do you think it's like a high quality olive oil is it or is it just like good packaging they did i want to say packaging mm. <laughs> really because i was going to say some of their call outs is specifically that a lot of olive oil in the u.s is really low grade hmm. um and that's probably one of their mission statements so but do you know why it's low grade i watched this this fun documentary about this on youtube recently uh, Johnny Harris, shout out to Johnny Harris. He makes really good, uh, like journalistic videos. Apparently that's the case because of the mafia in Italy. Come it's on. like a, yeah, like I, I would have to go back to the, the video to get all the deets on it, but apparently like olive oil, like authentic, a hundred percent olive oil is really hard to come by. It's all like a mafia thing. Wow. They're cutting the olive your olive mafia. oil. Yeah. With different ingredients so that they can get more from it but it's not authentic olive oil you know what's funny it sounds like almost every country has some like prized export so olive oil maple syrup all of that that's actually the case in quebec too for maple syrup like maple syrup. <laughs> it's very similar it's very much like a whole systematic issue where it, it, people steal or they water it down or it's run by the mafia basically but who would have thought 
Is it one of you or someone on the team that told me the story about the guy with the barrel of maple syrup? Or was that one of my French friends? Um, like the barrels know. that were stolen? There was about like $3 million like, of yeah. maple syrup. Okay, no. So um, my friends went on a road trip and they said they met a guy from Quebec whose parents owned a maple syrup farm. Okay. And he happened to be moving to BC to go to college. And he brought a literal wooden barrel of maple syrup with him because oh he wasn't sure when he would have it again like wow. he just like wow. brought this so he's sitting in the back of like a toyota tercel with a barrel of maple syrup <laughs> you know and they're like oh that's how they roll in quebec like my my friends are respectively from france and germany this couple that i was talking to i'm pretty sure this is uh this is them tillman and elodie shout out uh i think they told me this story or somebody at the party anyway that's crazy that's hilarious. I don't really. True, though. Quebecers maple and maple often. syrup are. Yeah. My aunt gets gifted maple syrup a lot. And if it's not from Quebec, she'll quite literally throw it out. Um, mm. Yeah. It's quite a thing. But that barrel of maple syrup, probably if you sold it, it would be like $20,000 or something crazy. It's so Jeez. expensive. I don't know yeah. if that's the exact cost, but definitely very quite a bit of profit from that. But. What's a West Coast? I already I redact this question already because I think he answered it. But I was going to say, what's what's a West Coast export? But it's got to be lumber. I was going to say it's salmon. <clears throat> yeah, salmon. So we're talking salmon. food items. It's salmon for sure. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. But like, I've had sushi in so many places, and like nothing compares to Vancouver. I mean, I've never been to Tokyo, okay, or like anywhere further east than Moscow. But, but um, aren't most of our like isn't most of the seafood from like Atlantic? Like we have so much Atlantic salmon. Oh, we have get, like, the a option, Atlantic salmon, which actually means farmed. I was going to say that means farmed salmon. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, okay. Atlantic salmon. Um, yeah. Or uh, that, like, that was Chinook a great is... branding effort by mm-hmm. whatever fisheries. Don't ever watch one of those documentaries on where fish comes from. It'll make you not mm-hmm. want to eat fish. Of course, that's the same with every food item. Have you noticed totally. that? You can find a documentary that will make you not want to eat that specific animal. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's probably it's probably for the best. Maybe we should all be. Vegan. I, I don't know. Anyway. I feel like you can. Uh, I feel like you can watch the same documentary on plants and not want to eat those for how much shit they spray on them. What's the difference? Yeah, that's true. And that's don't true. they scream when you eat them now? Apparently, plants. Really? Yeah. I Have you knew guys it. Seen this is why I don't eat plants. Yeah. Apparently, they scream when you eat them. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. You're all terrible people. How is your meat but... diet going, Gavin? Good. I just finished two weeks. Oh, okay. Are you um, are you continuing? Are you going for the month? Or are you wrapping uh, I, it up? It's funny talking. I'm bashing vegetables, but I actually love vegetables. I'm slowly starting to add veggies back now, um, more for interest. And I was joking with my wife about this because she's like, okay, so we're going back to like a regular omnivore diet now. And I'm like, why? Well, I'm still enjoying like the carnivore heavy diet. So you know how vegetarians who will sometimes eat like you know meat or, or whatever, they call them flexitarians. I've nicknamed mm. this one flexivore. So I'm a nice. flex carnivore. So oh, like, yeah, okay. I'm carnivore, carnivore heavy, but I'll, I'll have flex. like a little bit of vegetables, you know. So I'm a yeah. flexivore nice. at the moment. You're Love veggie curious. <laughs> veggie curious. <laughs> veggie adjacent. Yeah, yeah. All right. What is this reloom? I, I shared this. Did, oh, you I, shared this too. We yeah, both shared this. Yeah, I have this. so much to say about this. I <laughs> So I did try it out, and it's so great. Right now, um, they just have um, – it's basically an AI – uh, platform so you can generate sitemaps based off of a sentence prop or a description of a business. 
Oh, and then cool. from there, yeah. So depending on there, you can actually, it'll generate the site map, you can delete, move some items, and then it'll actually produce wireframes that are uh, based off of a thousand components that they had designers create. So not AI wow, cool. generated, but like human generated. That's um, cool. It's a great starting point. Um, but Whoa. just my only curiosity about this, so this is like, obviously we're getting into more um, AI plugins and softwares for web design. The only gripe I have with it is after a while, I thought, what if every single website is generated by AI? Like, that's mm. just the norm. At that point, AI is going to be pulling visuals from the internet that is AI. So it's like AI teaching AI about web design. And then mm -hmm. where is the um, uniqueness going to be pulled from? Um, are users just going to expect sites to look the same? Is mm. this an opportunity for brands to actually stand out if they're built by designers and not AI? So that's just more thought I had recently about like just this, where does it end when data is being pulled from the same source consistently over time? Um, and how does it affect can, the visuals? I think you can see this in design trends already and it's human mm -hmm. generated. Yeah. Um, you know, we've all seen those things like all landing pages look the same now and it shows like the, the, um, I mean, even this landing page is kind of similar to many other landing pages, but, um, and it's the ones that like, it's cause in the vast majority of cases, the business doesn't need to, um, represent itself that differently or specially. Mm. Um, so the like level of brand and story execution the bar is not that high, I suppose. So companies that spend extra, spend extra time, spend extra effort, um, really do stand out in a sea of same mm -hmm. Z landing pages, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I see that like if AI is referencing other AI, like probably some humans are going to be injecting some serendipity in there. Like these tools will get better at pulling from different sources and maybe you'll even be able to like dial some widgets on like source you know like oh i want to take inspiration from architecture i want to take inspiration from uh art history i want to take inspiration from anime uh, i want to take inspiration from danish culture and then like it will output so depending how you tweak those dials the ai will still be generating it i could also see it like learning which converts better so like let's say this type of site is better for you know the the tech crowd but like, um, I'll use the teenage and engineering site because it was a little bit different is more for the crowd that would buy like music equipment, right? So it starts designing sites based on its target audience. So you might have vastly different sites, like a, a site for a developer <clears throat> might be like super minimal and like black and very, I don't know, matrix looking or something stupid like that, but it converts well, right? So I could see like trends in different genres, which we already see now, but one's like sort of narrowing in on mm. like, oh, people that target this, this is mm. the vibe that they like, that they gravitate towards. Yeah. Mm. A thought that also came to mind is um, right now we want to design sites as quick as possible, obviously with AI, it makes it even faster. Um, but we're doing all this to win over a user. So we're trying to get high conversion rates on these landing pages or websites but I started wondering, will websites even be a big investment in the future? Because my, I'm just thinking about like ChatGPT. 
what if we don't even want to make the decision to look at landing pages to to feel um, persuaded to buy a product? Maybe at some point we're just going to ask ChatGPT or any AI system, um, what's the best uh, pair of shoes for me to buy? I like this color. I like this yeah. style. Show me products. Totally. And it, it could go that way. Like it's already kind of going that way. Um, you can say like, like I, I think once humans can start to tweak the dials to our taste. So I could say like, Hey, which shoes should I buy considering the opinion of, uh, Gavin, Adrian, and this celebrity who I like their fashion sense. Um, then it would be like, oh, well, Gavin likes to run and Adrian likes to play soccer. And this celebrity, uh, you know, takes inspiration from this artist in their wardrobe. Um, so taking those factors into consideration, like these new Vessies might be a good option. I just said Vessies because that's what I like to wear lately. But <laughs> hmm. it does cause some questions for like monopolies too. Like if, um, I guess kind of like a Google search engine right now, obviously if someone pays for a sponsored ad placement, that'll show up at the top of the list. But mm -hmm. if in the future users are all being um, directed on what to purchase by one source and if payments are included in that, so paying for like top sp sponsored posts and all of that, um, that definitely creates like a discrepancy in um, the ability for other companies to, you know, break through a market. Um, but yeah, that's where my brain's been going lately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can take that further. And rather than buying products, the AI is inventing products. Um, so it's like, oh, you need shoes? Well, here's how the whole manufacturing chain for running shoes goes. <laughs> and like, <laughs> these sweet. are the parts and the different components. And like, oh, yeah, here's your shoes made specifically for you. Uh, click to order now of course i don't know how the manufacturing works in that maybe i just invented a startup guys yeah, i was gonna pivot. say that's a cool idea <laughs> i'm gonna Wait. take that out we're gonna do that <laughs> actually though it just it, yeah i just hope that people do retain a sense of wanting to have autonomy and decision making because obviously with um with technology we're moving to make our lives easier which is reducing the amount of decision and thinking that we have to make but I'm worried that we go so much to the point where we don't even have the ability or tools to make uh, decisions or have critical thinking. Because mm. even with streaming, it's so easy to just, you know, watch stuff, not even think about it. Um, obviously, yeah. this is like a very personal opinion of mine, like because I do like to think critically. I do like to talk and discuss options. And some people really just prefer to not have to think and just be told mm -hmm. what to do. Um, Did this is interesting and like I don't have a lot of research to back up these thoughts. These are these are fragments that I've collected. But um, like, have you had that experience where you have to make a phone call to like a telephone company or a bank and it's just such an uphill battle? You're like, oh no God. way am I going to call this company. Um, or you have to like physically go to the post office to mail something like that just seems like an insurmountable feat these days. And I've heard that it's getting even more difficult with younger generations. So that's yeah. one little factoid floating in my brain. Mm. Um, and then the other is this idea that we're getting worse at consuming long form content, like reading whole books on yeah. paper or yeah. on Kindle. Like we're just, we're absorbing short little TikToky tweet, like, I'm so guilty of that and information. I can't bits. finish a book for the life of me. Um, and so our attention spans are being diminished, 
I'm saying all these things as though they're fact and I'm not quoting any scientists, but like, mm -hmm. look it up. I'm sure there is science to back <laughs> this up. <laughs> I sound like, never mind. Um, yeah. The... I feel like there's like counter periods too, because if you think of like the Enlightenment period, it's like um, oftentimes people do want the opposite of what their day to day is. And right now we want the opposite of um, exactly like long decision making, long lineups. We want the opposite of that right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like eventually people are going to start going more towards wanting that um, human touch or connection and actually thinking critically. Because if you look throughout history, there are these ebbs and flows of um, automation versus thoughtful thinking and handmade products, right? Like it's always kind of wishy-washy. So I think um, we saw um, a backlash with the whole hipster movement. Like there's a lot of DIY, a lot of handmade, mm -hmm. a lot of... Um, everybody bought a record player. I'm guilty of it as well. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and, me too. <laughs> uh, like, we're like, oh, wait, there's something to the slow way, the old way, the, the human way. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe if we look at this through an optimistic view of humanity lens, um, as the world gets more and more rapid, less attention, um, we uh, will hang on to a sliver of that thing that makes us human, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Especially with, um, it's just like all this uh, unfortunate timing with like the rise of like social media and how it's all meant to have a user taking as much information as quick as possible for as long as possible, um, automating all these tools, even like Tesla, all these micro things pulling in more to like the cyber future of quick and easy um, all at once. But I notice a lot of people are saying they're, they're frustrated with the saturation of content they see every day. They put like yeah. time limit apps on their phones. Um, they try and reduce the amount of shows that they watch. I think eventually um, it's just going to flip. It's like we're in this like super saturated moment of just like mm -hmm. content, 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 like just shoot out as much content as possible um that i think that's definitely going to happen because even i myself i'm starting to question like why do i watch so much netflix this is so unnecessary yeah. like what am i adding to my life i'm going to sit in front of a screen for the rest of my life and just you, you know what's helped with that is like having a kid <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer have a kid <laughs> well i mean i used to like the biggest thing I learned was just how much time I spent doing absolutely nothing before I had a kid. Cause now I don't have any of that time, mm. um, but I'm doing absolutely nothing with her. Like we played mm. with kinetic sand for like two hours last night. Have you ever played with kinetic sand? What Do you guys that? know what that is? What is it? Yeah. It's like, let's pull it up. Um, can you is it Google kinetic sand? sand? I don't yeah. know. It looks like sand and but you squeeze it and it's almost Play-Doh like consistency. But then if you pick it up, it uh, like shreds into tiny little, you can solidify it by squishing it. Okay. But then as you let it go, it slowly oh. like blobs out. Like it's anyway, like Riley was into it. I was into it. I've um, seen some videos on TikTok of satisfying videos, including the sand, and I will watch it for a full 30 yeah. seconds. So the um, <laughs> anyway, what I was trying to say was that you end up spending like hours doing other things that are not productive, but feel productive because you're doing them with your child. Mm. Um, and then like now I'm like super lucky if I get a Netflix show in, uh, it'll be like the rare week day or week night where I'm like, oh, 
I'm going to watch TV for an hour. And then even as I do it, I'm feeling guilty. It's like, wow, I could be sleeping. I could yeah. be like doing the dishes, you know, you could be playing with kinetic sand while Riley's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have too much time on our hands now that things are being automated too quickly. Then that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Actually, there was a stat. I want to look up that stat. Um, boy, I don't know how to look this up. Okay, essentially, like in the nineteen like twenties, how much time did each person work per week to oh. maintain their lifestyle? Like, how much? How much was subsistence work? Um, and it's actually been reduced a ton. Um, but then you compare that with how much time people watch TV or listen to the radio and mm. like that's ballooned. So we've literally like taken our, like this, is the amount of time we need to support our life and we've squished it down. We only need to work this much time to support our life, but the rest of the time we're watching TV. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you guys want to talk about tremor? Yeah. Let's talk about tremor. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Tremor what is tremor. SL. The React library to build dashboards faster. Great. That's what we need. It's more shitty React stuff. <laughs> I don't know who shared this. Oh, boy. I thought you were going to say we need more great dashboards, and I was right there with you. There's one link a week that Gavin gets to hate, and this is it. This is yeah. it. The target. Do we get to set a limit on it as one, only one? Gavin can no, only hate one link. Oh, I'm allowed to multiple. hate whatatever I want. Um, <laughs> don't filter me. I hate that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who shared this. Um, seems neat. Ser seriously, though, like, don't we have enough of these? Like, what does this do that doesn't, like, the other 20 don't already do? Charts are hard, mm -hmm. man. It's yeah, like... I, oh, I totally, I agree. But, like, seriously, I could go find another one, five of these easily. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, but this like, one just why, looks why? nice. I think I showed this link while feeling defensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's I funny. do like these. Quick Poor guys at Tremor, too, putting so much work into this. You're like... Yeah, whatever. Pretend they probably copied the source code of the other one. Gavin, and put a code this is an HTMX library. How do you feel about it? If if there was another twenty, I'd be like, "This is stupid." Can we do something more helpful? Shots are fired today. Okay, right. <laughs> moving on. All right. Moving what is this? On. Oh yeah. Um, I Ooh. don't know what this is, and I'll before I before I say what it is, I did want to make a Theranos reference, but then I thought I. Don't think I can do that in this day and age because it could be defamation. It's five <laughs> withings.com. Yeah, um, withings. I, they make I have a, a lot of products. Yeah. I have the withings scale, the smart scale. This Tell, is, just, usually it, just tells me to get off. So this does like a ton of stuff. It does. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, you scan your brain? What is this? And like, uh, th so it does your temperature. It oh, does, that's what that is. I don't know if this is like heart or lung. I'm not sure. Heart rate, probably. So body yeah, temperature. It's like an ECG, right? So body temperature, stethoscope, stethoscope. ECG, and blood oxygen. Blood oxygen. I wish it was a um, glucose. That That's all uh, it's missing is a CGM. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Like this is, is kind of cool. cool way to get some stats oh, at home. So the product does have an app associated with it where you can track your uh, metrics, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like your okay. health metrics. And I think it like obviously would integrate with apple health they've oh, won me sure, over probably. because it's called bemo which is like one of my favorite characters from adventure time oh, spelled nice. bmo the little like the little square blue computer guy i'm like come on That's, someone yeah. someone in marketing was like let's name it bemo <laughs> <laughs> it feels appropriate. Yeah, this is cool it totally does this feels yeah. like a a good at home thing and 
uh, I, uh, yeah, I fully endorse it. Like, it's Hot take, though, I feel like this would be um, great for people who don't either have time or money to Wait. see a doctor consistently, like specifically people in the States. What is yeah. that? Okay, so that person is scanning the right side of their chest. So that's not heart because your heart is on the left or more central. It looks central, like a lung. Right? Listen to heart, yeah, heart and lungs. Oh, heart yeah. and lungs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if this was like a post-COVID thing because having the blood oxygen level sensor at home was like a huge thing when COVID was super new because everyone was wanting to get that to know their oxygen levels when they were sick. Mm-hmm. And like having an at-home thermometer is great if you don't have to put it on your tongue. Those ones are lame. Mm-hmm. Um, the stethoscope is interesting and the, the ECG is also interesting. But, but like yeah. my... My watch does three of these four things. Yeah, that's how I was going to compare it to the Apple Watch. The Apple yeah. Watch is pretty good. I, guess. I feel like the Apple Watch is pretty dang good. Although the the Apple Watch has a disclaimer that says this is not a medical grade ECG. Yeah. Like, mm. don't rely well, but does on this. Does this one say that? <laughs> I feel no, like this one says medical grade ECG. Yeah, yeah oh, it does. Some... Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. it's yeah, FDA cleared, which is cool. And they have it's those like little is... logos of uh, security, whatever. Huh. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this company, Withings, makes medical, like, grade hardware, don't they? Like, isn't, don't they make so, hospital whoa. stuff? So what's the price tag on that? I'm super curious. Yeah, that's I love, what I love curiosity uh, tricks. Let's go back. Um, I, I don't think there is a price on it. I think it's like a register to get more info. Oh. Um, wow. oh. oh, so this is a Theranos play. Like, this thing doesn't exist. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I actually, this is the second time I've thought about Theranos in the last 24 hours. Why did I I've think about this? I also thought about it yesterday as well. Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Theranos. Theranos. Oh, I have no idea. Let's 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 describe <laughs> what what are you guys talking about for those who have no idea? Theranos? Yeah. Or Theranos? Uh, so yeah. Elizabeth Holmes, there's a great TV show about it on Netflix called The Dropout, and yep. she is a startup founder um, who wants to create a machine that does like 100 blood tests on a single drop of blood. And the uh, VCs in Silicon Valley are taken with this vision, and uh, Walgreens is taken with this vision. Um, after a few years, and I think hundreds of millions of dollars or something, it just mm-hmm. never works, and she goes to jail. So, and she lied man. about it throughout the whole process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. she's like being the hype machine, the CEO, the founder. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think she honestly believed she was going to get there, though. So At some point, yeah. I feel yeah. like there's that certain. They teach you... Like, like Steve Jobs famously had a reality distortion field, they called it, where he'd be like, we need to make that smaller. And then the engineers would be like, that is not molecularly possible to make that smaller. And he'd be like, make it happen. You oh, know? my God. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and then, like, people would be like, oh, Steve just distorted reality because they figured out a way, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it that like the same, uh, I mean, similar when he, they first launched, like they did the, their keynote to show the iPhone. They had that like golden loop where they had like six different phones because it kept crashing. And so mm-hmm. he would show one phone and then he'd be like, and it does email. And they would swap a phone out and be like, email. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I remember the reading. Tesla Cybertruck when they threw um, yeah, the, 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 the rock or something the at bear the glass ball window. Or yeah. the ball bearing <laughs> at the window and smashed it. It's, it's like, like oh, <laughs> whoops. Whoops. Bring in the next truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little harder to swap out a truck on stage. Uh, uh, oh, I want this thing so bad. Poor I'm, machine. I'm obsessed with 
music Akuto equipment I don't need. Studio.com. Akuto Studio. Akuto with a K. Um, Whoa, th- this looks like a teenage engineering product. It does, it yeah. It has that vibe. Yeah. It's super cool looking. I haven't read much mm. about it. I'm guessing it just plays chords. Is which this, for sorry. people who don't make music, is like, well, people who want to make music but don't have music theory, and I have been practicing, so I'm getting better at it. But when you start, you want to make like beautiful chord progressions, but it's mm-hmm. really freaking hard if you don't know music theory, right? I mm. love that someone is trying to solve that by making... Um, playing chords more tactile rather than um, what would be the opposite, like mental uh, like theory. A, a theory. Yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah. theory. So are the keys? I noticed they're in threes. Um, is it three keys in a row? Yeah. Is it like the one, three, five, seven? Then I guess no. It's four keys in a row. So it's doing like triads and like is that how it makes yeah. it easier to play chords? They've just well, arranged the keys the in such a there, way that. There's three that are down, and it's saying it's playing a C major. So there must be, like, when you play oh. it, I bet you when you play them in groups, and mm. then there's the, um, what is it called, uh, the distance between the different chords. I bet you the, lo- like, the further up Fret? or further away. Oh. Yeah, the octave that you pay, play away from, like, another dot. You might you might play, like, a C major 7 or something, so it sounds super jazzy versus them all, like, you know, um, inversions. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Can you change the instrument that the chord is being played with? Oh, I'm sure you can, but I yeah, have no right? idea. I have no mm. idea. Crazy. Cool. Cool. That looks fun. Be fun. How yeah, much is this? It. Usually these Pre-order. things are, uh, let's see what the most expensive thing is. Yeah, it's week. probably like a thousand bucks. $27,551 of money oh, that's, raised. Oh, that's, backers. that's not that's the price back. of the product. I was, I was like, just no going to say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That almost got the most expensive thing on the podcast award. Oh, wow. What? I'm totally buying this. How do I back this? Which which site is this on? Indiegogo. I'll be right back. How many times have you pulled out your credit card on the podcast? (laughs) Like several times. I did once a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Was it for the the foot pillow? Did anybody buy the foot pillow? I almost bought that for a friend of mine. No way. So they're still in production or prototyping, sorry, um, for the product right now. Oh, it's on Kickstarter too, not just Indiegogo. Sweet. That's cool. Sweet. So I have a meeting in 10 minutes. Okay, um, we'll run through these. What do we want um, to <laughs> Neuralink. We shared the uh, Neuralink clinical trial stuff, which is neat and spooky. Um, yeah. Yeah. Implanted brain computer interface. Yeah, yeah so, so it's like one of Elon's projects, isn't it? And like yeah. they officially implanted it in someone. I, I, I kind of scanned it, so I don't know if they like named the person. But they it's didn't. really cool that they're um, the whole idea of helping people with like... Um, I don't know the proper terms like neuro disabilities, right? So like being able to understand them, then help them like control those things. Wow. Like, you know, even if it's like, say your right arm stops working for whatever neural reason, right? Like having this like compensate for that and, and adjust accordingly is like yeah. super fascinating. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I do think it would be similar to like a cochlear. Like I think that's the idea, yeah. like a cochlear implant, but I'm not sure. I mm-hmm. am not a doctor today. I maybe tomorrow, but that's what I think that that is. <laughs> I yeah, what's interesting is like, is, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say in the article, they say, you know, putting stuff in people's brains isn't actually anything new. They were doing it in like the 1970s, I think it said, or something like that, or 80s. Mm. But um, what they're like, what's interesting is like, you, you know, collect the data, which they've already done, but they're like, the exciting part is, can we now 
send pulses that will communicate in a similar way and have your body react that hmm. so much hasn't been oh, yeah. uh, like they haven't gone deep into that side so the there thing are... they're doing right now and like putting it in and collecting it is they're sort of like yeah we've done this forever but like let's see where this goes after this can you can you affect yeah. the person yeah yeah i think the science has actually come a lot further um uh, man, I, I always do this. I have ideas in my head and I don't know like who they came from or where they came from, but I'm pretty sure they're true. Um, Sean has an Neuralink. He's the first patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, I think they've already figured out how to like do things with your body with brain signals that are electrically generated, like using That's those like... like hats that you put on and mm. uh, like they can read the brain signals. And I think they've figured out how to like send brain signals back. My brother-in-law is a neuroscientist, and we had a conversation Ooh. over Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. And, like, um, and he, I, I'm, like, pretty sure that I didn't just, like, have a, have a I don't know, a, a fever dream about this. Anyway. Um, isn't that how they treat certain patients with Parkinson's? Is that they do something similar where they stimulate the brain through, like, that kind of thing, and then they can stop tremors? Oh, well, I, I don't know. I've never I heard did of read something that they may have cured Parkinson's what? through some... Me yeah, my grandpa yeah. passed away from Parkinson's, so I paid oh, special right. attention. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that there is some experimental cure yeah. that is in the lines of what you're describing. That's exciting. It's yeah. um, a pretty cool uh, next link. Um, work from Woods. It's a sweet little Instagram reel. Um I don't know what's home. happening here. What, there's like boxes floating around this guy's house. So I think is it this a train? is. Let me just like refresh. Uh, so it looks like it's a little tiny house that's on like a rail track. So <laughs> you can like separate your home in two. So you can literally like disconnect your office from your home and like push it away. Send it into the woods. And then you're just like, you're in a whole different space while you're working. Going to work now, honey. Dope. Bye. Why don't you just leave it in the woods, like, and walk yeah. back? I guess if it's raining, that sucks. But I mean, I feel like an umbrella would have been cheaper. Who, this I'm... also feels like an avoidant attachment style solution <laughs> to someone's issues with their partner. Yeah, I'm, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Be like, honey, I'm going to go done. to the office. <laughs> like, I'm done. Yeah. The view where <laughs> it's funny. like slowly traveling through the woods and you're working at the desk, though, is sort of appealing. It's like, I mean, really, I just think we need to like bring back rail travel or do it like Agreed. they're doing it in europe like canada yeah. were so sadly um, i mean i did take the via rail and it was pretty good but from... the cost is so expensive the cost so there's expensive, always delays yeah. it's crazy yeah. yeah um i mean we talked about this last week apple vision oh. pro review a lot of people are you know I'm opinionated about it i'm my so favorite tired video. of hearing about it i'm gonna be honest my okay, my whole like... twitter is just like all about the Vision Pro. We just oh, had one so say. bad. Next. I tried to buy one, but they're not in Canada yet. Stupid. If someone in the States is listening, message us and I will buy it if you ship it to me. Yeah, I'm not a hater. I would buy it, but that's... I would totally buy it. Casey's night Casey Neistad's video of it with him in the donut restaurant holding up the donut, waiting for it to like the butterfly to land on it. And people just like standing around him going, like, what the hell is he doing? I'm like, oh, I want that to be me so bad. I, I'm going to be the dude walking around town with my headset on. Oh, just to, like, Casey Neistad. It'll be so He's good. so cool. What a, what a cool dude. I was saying yesterday when you posted that or whoever did, Casey Neistad being able to post a three minute video that gets 5 million views like 15 yeah, years into his career. Casey. Just yeah. like the coolest thing ever. Um, 
Audio Technica. This is my turntable. Not this one specifically. Full circle to turntables. We came back. Yeah, this is cool. I love how like little and portable it is. It's like the blend between like tech, but then old school. You know. Sorry, this has got to be an oxymoron, right? Because portable and vinyl do not like. And Bluetooth. How how to how? For the you're gonna put, huh? Like. For the speakers, maybe it's Bluetooth. Yeah, but... for the yeah. speakers, it like know, does like... the analog sound and then streams it to the speakers. That's the pretty. You gonna again? But the then whole is point. it still analog? I know. I know. <laughs> the, I know. Point... <laughs> the whole point is to have an amplifier and proper speakers. Yeah, yeah. It looks cool though. Like it does it totally look super does. nice. Is it still true that turntables are a higher quality audio than um, most of the digital music we're listening to? Like... I think that's a myth. I think, I think that is one hundred percent a myth, and people like to say that so they can feel better about their $500 setup they have for their record players. Interesting. I mean, but like, let's talk about bit rates and stuff. Like I do think when you rip a CD, you're getting like, like the files are just much bigger. They're not compressed. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I did do some ripping of CDs as a teenager. Um, But like a record player was always, even like back then it was understood that the records are not compressed in any way. The audio Mm -hmm. is, it is the audio or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably like a 5% difference in uh, subtleties with the sound, if mm. I had to guess. If you I'll... are listening to this and know about this stuff, let us know. Maybe you can come on the podcast and educate us on, on audio bit rights. I was yeah. talking to somebody about this recently because um, I think CDs are coming back. And that's awesome and weird. Um, but I was talking about... And I, I just thought this was like an interesting point when I was younger and I'd go to like an HMV and I'd listen to like a whole CD when it was on the wall and I would yeah. like listen to the entire track list. Yeah. But artists would only release like three like hit songs from that CD. And then the rest were kind of like surprise unless you put in some effort to go to HMV to listen to the entire CD. Mm-hmm. But with streaming, artists have to like, they basically have to make like a full knockout album because you're going to have like probably no sing like maybe two singles that come out but when you release it on Spotify or whatever streaming like service every song every has to be a hit track has to be a banger you can't just have like two songs that were kind of shit cuz you're not going to get any kind of like streams on them i do mm-hmm. like so to listen to albums straight through on Spotify like i like to be like okay i'm going to listen to this album from this artist you know yeah. i don't always but um i do find that it allows you to sort of like experience the artist um as maybe the artist intended the album to come across yeah. mm-hmm. i love no. that little um you, you hid the image but that's okay we know what it looks like i love that it had like a little fabric strap to hold on to it mm-hmm. i like are people going to walk down the street where it's like just hanging, you know, like vertically by my side? Like I used to carry my Walkman and like I, I got my Bluetooth say, headphones. Can you and like the disc is just like spinning. Them? Yeah. yeah just, people are like, what the hell are you carrying? I feel like won't the record skip all the time oh, if you sure. carry it around? Like I, I just sure. don't see how this functions. Yeah. But we did that when we were younger with our stupid disc men too. You'd put it in yeah. your backpack and you'd walk around and like every track it would just skip. Yeah. It's like yeah. This, a zero gravity box. That it sits in. Oh, so you got like a gyro. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you can just throw it around; won't skip a beat. It's like the boombox that people used to carry, but that's like a vinyl, you know. Exactly. Imagine a NASA teenage engineering collab to make like a new discman. I would go broke. Yeah, be sick. 
Or yeah, if let's... they had them design the interior of like actual spaceships, so they would literally oh, look like space odyssey. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool so too. I want to be an astronaut. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point to end. Don't quit I think. your day job, yeah. Sean. I'll say that <laughs> <laughs> next week. I think it's Ooh, a little late. An astronaut. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, peace all right. out, everyone. Thanks, Thanks guys. That was great. Thanks for See y'all. All right. Bye. bye.